ready for the interview And if you get a cue live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo, let's have a combo Say what you feel, be real That's the motto Real talk, pronto Doctor D, PhD, hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global A home for the locals Gotta be social Network global A home for the locals Okay, so we're here with Marita Nazam, and uh, Marita is an author of a children's book. Let me get his little grumpy poos and what else? <laughs> little rabbit. Little rabbit. Grumpy, little rabbit and the grumpy poos. Little rabbit and grumpy poos. I love the accent. You're definitely from Germany, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay, technically, I am too. I guess you could say I I was born oh. there and I've lived there twice. Oh, um, are you? Oh, that's. Yes, yes. I, it's, a, you know, through the military. My dad was in the military in Germany twice. So I was born there. Uh, oh, okay. We were in, uh, where was it? Um, it was Rhein-Main, Rhein-Main Air Force Base. That's pretty close where I am. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like an hour away from Dusseldorf. So, yeah. Wow. I've been to Dusseldorf, too. Definitely. Not too far. Not too yeah, far. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> so we're talking today a little bit about helping kids have a healthy sense of self and standing up to kind of the negative aspects sometimes we uh, have in our society. So I want to know, let's go backwards first, a little bit about okay. your life and kind of take us from there all the way up to where you are now. Okay. That's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like I said, like you already discovered, found out I was born in a small town in Germany. I grew up there. And then in um, 1989, I came to Canada. I'm in Toronto uh, just to work as a nanny for a year. Met my ex-husband, got stuck over here. <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful country, beautiful yes. people. And um, yeah, I ended up writing this book uh, later in life, I guess, because it, 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 um, it's based on my own life experience. And it is based on my experience raising my own two children. Interesting. So what motivated you to start doing like children's books and particularly this topic, which I think actually is really relevant to the time we're in currently. So let's take it back then. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's from my own experience because unfortunately my children grew up around a negative person mm. and um at the time, I didn't quite understand the dynamics that were going on. And to be honest, I didn't also didn't have the life skills that, that I would have needed to um, or the skills that I would have needed to um, to stand up in a situation. So unfortunately, I had to witness the, the negative effects it had on my children. And I also realized how vulnerable they really are, especially at a young age. Um, and how damaging, damaging those negative encounters can be. So can you talk a little bit about how that affected your children negatively, as much as you're comfortable talking about? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've asked my children, they gave the okay for me to talk about this, because they also uh, want to protect children from this, right? Mm -hmm. With my children, I saw a whole range from um, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, eating disorders, um, cutting. So um, I think that shows you when, when, when kids are not giving that, that safe space 
to develop that healthy sense of self and, and to express themselves, be themselves, it has very damaging effects. Most definitely. So how did you start the journey for your kids to get better and to start having a better sense of self? Um, that is a good question. I think for my kids, unfortunately, it ended up being a little bit more of kind of like damage control, right? Mm. Um, of course, I think what I did well as a parent um, during that time, like I said, I didn't understand all the dynamics, but what I did well as a parent, I think, is, is listening to them and let them express themselves while they were going through it. But um, I have to say my children actually um, did an amazing job, job on their own. My daughter is very spiritual. Um, she used that too. She did a lot of, lot of inner work. Uh, and my son also knows that he still has some work to do. And they're both willing to do that, you know? I mean, that's amazing that they... Yeah. Did, did things to help themselves and, and, and growing up in a difficult situation for that. So how is that manifested though? Do you still see some of that damage in them and current? I mean, I imagine, are they adults now or are they? Yeah, my daughter. Oh my God. Yeah. They grow up fast, don't they? My <laughs> daughter is 26 and my son is 25. Yeah. So, um, well, I learned from my daughter and that is maybe a lesson that I think is important for parents to keep in mind. Um, she got to the age like early 20s, 23. And um, I, as a parent, was slowly putting the pressure. Okay, it's time to go out there. It's time to find a job, right? Yeah. So my daughter actually said to me, like, how do you expect me to, to find a job to be productive in society when my inner world is totally out of whack? Hmm. Like, I'm frankly, I'm frankly um, scared to be around people, right? So maybe yeah. for, for parents, that is a, a good lesson to keep in mind. Like, give them the time to, to look after their inner world. And then once they fix that, or hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they grow up with a healthy inner world, yeah. then they can go out and, and, and tackle the external achievements. Uh, so two things, definitely yeah. they bring up a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm like, Oh, okay. There's a lot going on here. So yeah, there is. one, do you think that uh, I'll say 20 somethings today have a better understanding of so-called inner world than people maybe who grew up during, I'm in my forties, maybe people were in their fifties, sixties. I never heard children say that or adult children say that in their twenties before. Like I need to work on my inner world. You know? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, my daughter is very spiritual. She's always been connected. Yeah. Um, personally, I think that every generation is better than the previous ones, right? Like yeah. when, when I sit, sometimes I sit out in my deck in my neighborhood and, and I hear the young kids, my neighbors speak, and I'm like, oh my God, they're so, <laughs> you know, advanced. Yeah. But I think as a society, we're going the wrong way. For example, we're putting, uh, uh, we're starting to put the pressure on children a lot earlier, like in kindergarten already, right? We're worried about, oh, can they read? Can they write? Instead yes. of just giving them that safe space where they can develop and explore and play, you know? And I think putting that pressure on is backfiring on us because statistically anxiety is going up. Yeah. In teenagers, especially. 
and uh, in, in, in kids that are starting university, they're feeling the pressure. You know, it's interesting you say that I, so my daughter's 10 and okay. she's awesome, but she's very anxious when it comes to certain schoolwork. Yeah. And I think like um, in America, there's a huge emphasis on STEM and the science, technology and all the engineering, but a very large emphasis on math. And anybody yeah. who's listening, all the, if your parents, you have kids, this is great to weigh in, but reading yeah. and math are very big things if we're school. And they want the kids to learn read early. Totally get that, all that. And the math, but the math seems to be like a huge amount of, a lot of kids have low confidence with math. And then you're forcing them to do this almost like algebraic math in like second and third grade and stuff like that. And I see the anxiety among my daughter and some of her friends of all this pressure, you know? Yes, I think it's dangerous. And I want to take it even a step further and say, you know, I mean, what's the purpose of education? You, we want to prepare our children to go out there and be self-sufficient, right? To deal with hopefully any situation that that they have to deal with, right? And I think there's a there's a hole, and the and the voices are getting louder uh, to include those other life skills, mm. the life skills that help children deal with their inner world. For example, for your daughter, maybe if they had a meditation class, right? at school, right? That might help her to deal with anxiety, yeah. anxiety like help them to deal with stress. Or uh, in my book, I tackle the subject of relational intelligence. Yes. Let's not overlook that. Like relationships are a huge factor in our lives. They're, I mean, you know it, I, I know do. it, right? Your listeners know it. Yeah. Um, the people we choose to be around, how we navigate, especially challenging, uh, relationships has a huge effect on us let's make it part of main education you know i, I mean agree. we don't have we don't have to forget about the sciences sure <laughs> include them right yeah. but for example for me in school physics and chemistry was a waste of time for me like i'm mm. not a, a, a science person right so yeah. let's not forget about like you said the math and the but let's maybe start including and putting more focus on on those other life skills that help us to deal with, to balance our inner worlds. You know, it's so funny. I've had this conversation many times with other parents and I love talking to international parents too, because I like to see yeah. like how it is in Europe, you know, different, the far East, different places versus here. And um, at least I know and I've lived all over the United States, lived a lot of the world because I grew up in a military family. And at least here, I feel like there's just so much emphasis on the hard sciences math and all that stuff when I'm always like, we need to teach kids like financial responsibility yes. in school. So we, yes. we depend on parents to do that. But what if the parents are not good at it? A lot of parents aren't good at that. They don't know it. So who are they learning it from? We need, I was talking yesterday, yeah, why sure. aren't we teaching kids interpersonal relationship skills in school? Okay. Yes. So then you're saying it's the parent's job to teach you how to be an effective communicator and have good behavior. What if a lot of parents aren't taught that either growing up? So how are they supposed to effectively do that? So yes. then we have to rely on the school. And if the school is not offering, then it becomes purely about learning these very difficult experiences and making a huge amount of mistakes. And there's value in mistakes, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And I think you're right. I mean, unfortunately, um, we can't ignore the fact that sometimes it is the parents who are damaging the children. 
Mm. You know, because yes. we haven't mastered maybe the skills we need, we're projecting onto them. So um, by teaching them a healthy sense of self-worth, yes, I feel can protect them from that. I mean, there's always going to be an impact, right? The way I look at it, um, let's say you're, you're driving and, and you're getting into a car accident, right? Somebody is, right. is hitting you from behind. Um, if, you see, if you see the accident coming, at least you can prepare yourself for the impact, there's still going to be an effect and an impact. Yes. And, and, and that's kind of what I want to do with my book. I want to, I want to tell kids, you know what, it's, it's, it's going to happen. We know it for sure. I mean, your daughter has encountered negative people in, in her yes. life. You have. Of course. I mean, every person I've talked to about the book has a story, right? So I think my approach is let's prepare children for those negative encounters so they know how to handle them. And hopefully that that will lessen the impact, you know. So besides, like you had mentioned, meditation, things like that, what are some things that you talk about in your book that are some easy strategies or maybe not easy, but what are some practical strategies that parents can do to prepare the, their kids to have a better, healthy sense of self? Yeah, I think the main message in my book, and I think um, I always almost made it as a mantra in my book, because I think for, for kids, it almost should be that is the message I'm good enough. Mm. Because I think what that does is, is separating the, our worth from our external achievements. Because if those are tied together, like if we think we're only, we're only worthwhile, valuable hum, human beings, if we achieve, you know, like for example, in your daughter's case, if she, if she brings home good, good marks in math and she succeeds at school, um, that's very dangerous because that creates yeah. a lot of pressure. Because now if, let's say, if your daughter is, if that's connected, now if your daughter fails in math, she's failing as a human being. So I think mm. telling, telling kids the, and showing them the message over and over again, no, you're good enough the way you came into this world, like your, your inner self, your soul is, is good enough. Of course, it's fun to achieve, Right. And, and, and it should be fun and exciting, but let's, let's not tie it in with, with our, with our self-worth. That's, that puts on a lot of pressure on our children. I mean, this is a, a larger conversation, true. Yeah. I think yeah. about a lot of things in life, yeah. but like, I have a good example of this. So my daughter, yeah. she, she has very low confidence in math. So she doesn't do well. She just doesn't, in her brain, it doesn't make sense to her. I, I relate to that. Math didn't make sense to me either. Yeah. Growing up a lot. And, and a lot of people have that same feeling. Yeah, they do. Just how you're wired. Maybe, you know, some people like my daughter's super artistic. Like she could paint you an amazing mural on a wall. And she comes amazing. home and, like amazing, like crazy. Like yeah. it's like, how do you know how to do this? I didn't do cheat you. Nobody taught you. It's just in her. And I say, listen, even if you didn't do well on this test, I want you to do better. However, there are a lot of great things about you. You're amazing. And all these things don't make this like, cause I see it. I see it destroying her confidence sometimes. Yeah. And I don't want that for her, you know? So I have to pivot and be like, like you said, you're good enough. There's so many things that make you amazing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and, and they don't have to, like you said, they don't have to be amazing at everything. Right. I mean, who is? And, yeah, <laughs> I know. And that's her path. You can already see it, right? Her path yeah. is going to be maybe an artist, being expressive, being right. creative. So let's not focus 
let's let's face it she's not going to use math in her life no. she's going to no. go use just like i do i use basic math to whatever pay my bills and right and figure out how much paint i have to buy to, <laughs> to paint my you use your phone you go oh, let, oh, let the calculator out <laughs> yeah, exactly right oh let's man let's face it your daughter's path and 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 let's support that right yes. that is her path let's let's get her excited about that you know, yeah, sure, she'll have to, she have to pass math, whatever, but is yeah. it going to affect her life in the long run? I don't think so. I mean, the best you can do for her is, you know, keep that excitement about, about art and the, the things yeah. she enjoys and then the things that bring her joy. So you, you mentioned know? about like the good enough, where did that start for you? Like that phrase, you know, I am good enough. Um, that kind of came from, I asked my children, um, what is the biggest challenge they have from the way they were growing up? And they both said it was the feeling that they were not good enough. That whatever they did, like it wasn't going to, was, was not good enough. And that for them got tied very much. I mean, uh, with my daughter, it, got, it can get to the extreme I mean, if they if they uh, grow up in a very unhealthy environment, mm -hmm. that they even don't they don't even feel they deserve to be here. Mm. Like I'm not even good enough to be here. I'm not. I mean, that <laughs> makes me emotional just talking yeah. about it. Yeah. You know. So so they both said that's that's the biggest thing they had to struggle with, and and that's the biggest negative effect both of them. So so from that kind of that. Uh, I wanted to make that the focus of the book and, and just tell your children over and over again and show them, right? Like in, like show your daughter, you know what? Yeah, let's work on math, sure. sure but yeah. it's not that important. It has nothing to do with you as a human being and, and how valuable you are and how much. And, and, and um, I think Dr. Shivali says in, in her book, Conscious Parenting. Mm. I love that book. I think every parent- I never parent, heard of that book. Yeah, it's called Conscious Parenting. I think it should be mandatory reading. I really? think before anybody leaves the hospital with a baby, <laughs> <laughs> they should be quizzed on that book. Conscious Parenting. Um, she says in her book that we very often uh, praise our children for external achievements. Hmm. And then she says, let's not do that. And that, that, that stumped me for a bit. I'm like, okay, so how should we praise our children, right? We should tell them, like, I'm, I'm just happy to be around you, right? Mm. Um, like Maya Angelou said, when your child enters the room, your eyes should light up. You know, don't, don't praise their external achievements so much. Yeah. Just say, I, I, I love how you are. I love being with you. You know, you, it makes me so happy to just be around you, yeah. like with your daughter, like, okay, that's an external achievement as well, but like, like you're a great artist, you know, yeah. like, like, like make them feel just, we love being around them for, for, for the human, human right. beings that they are, you know, beings, not doings, you know, beings, not doings, which yeah. is hard because so much of society is yeah. built around the doing you meet somebody, what do you do for a living? Yes. Like that's the only thing that matters, but I get it because people are socialized into that question. And, and then people assign self-worth based off of the job that they do or career. And then two, how much money they make yes. on that, you know? Yes. Yes. So much. And I think, um, yeah, we put a lot of emphasis and, and I mean, you see it with your daughter now to get them through the whole uh, uh, socializing 
in our society, uh, it is very hard because we kind of get pressed into a mold, right? And yes. I've, I've seen it. I mean, I've worked as a nanny. I've seen, I've seen, uh, I worked as a kindergarten teacher. I've seen a lot of kids growing up. And I feel, especially those children, for like your daughter, the artistic ones, the ones that question things, the very sensitive ones. Yep. Though, oh, does she do that? <laughs> I mean, this is like my daughter to a T. I'm like, oh my gosh. This, yeah. No, this but is the, her. Yeah, but those are the ones that get hurt in our society, yes. right? Yes. And 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 because they get pressed into a mold. And I think as parents, um, uh, I'm going to mess up the quote, but Alanis Morissette has a song, a recent song, and the line in it says, "My job is it to keep the light in your eyes alive." Mm. And I thought that was beautiful to me. That sums it up, you know, like if you, in my opinion, if you can get your child through parenthood, uh, through childhood, through, you know, let's say university age, and they still have that, look at them when they're three or four. Yeah. They have that excitement, that sparkle, <laughs> right? That optimism, that enthusiasm. That's why I love about them. If, if mm. you like focus on, on maintaining that, you know, if, if, if they can come out at the other end, you know, and you see how hard it is with your daughter. She's feeling yep. the pressure, right? But if yep. they can come out at the other end and they still have that intact, that enthusiasm, that joy, they're going to have a happy life, I think. I love purposeful that. purposeful life, right? I mean, you literally described my daughter to a T. I'm see? like, man, she's always questioning stuff all the yeah. time. She's and so isn't that sensitive. great? Yes. It's amazing. I mean, for you great. as a parent, it's not, <laughs> it makes things tougher, right? <laughs> yes, yes. But it's kind of like, you know, like, I always say, I'm like, man, I don't want to kill her spirit with all these things. You know, I want her to have that. She like eats life. And I want her exactly to continue it. to have that, yes. you know, that passion about being alive. But often That's... parents and the school system kill that in children, you know, and they, that wonder and awe dissipates, you know. Yes. And, and I think what I being out here and talking about it, that's what I'm trying to do, maybe to shift the focus a bit you know, away from, from that external, those external achievements. I mean, it, 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 um, you have to have a certain trust, you know, and as parents, that's not easy. You have to have a certain trust that uh, if they follow their path, you know, if, if, if they are balanced and have a healthy sense of, of, of inner self, that the external stuff will fall into place. Yeah. Now that's sometimes not easy, right? I mean, I'm a parent. You you are at these whatever weddings where everybody compares notes and and, and <laughs> says, you know, <laughs> my kid is a lawyer, my kid is a doctor. Yeah. Um, and what are you going to say? You know, my my daughter's working on her in herself. You know, <laughs> they're going to look at you like, <laughs> what are you crazy? You know. So I think as parents, it it you have to have that 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 uh, trust. You know, that if they if they stay and they keep that enthusiasm, they're, they're going to have a good life. You know, did you ever want did you ever worry about like what your children would do for work? And was that a thing that you worried about a lot? Or did you try to be like, you know, just focus on your inner self and then I'll support you in whatever you want to become, whatever you want to do as a profession? Yeah, that's a good question. Listen, first of all, I think that's a thing I hadn't figured out for myself. I, I never mm. challenged myself in, in the kind of business world. I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, I picked a job like kindergarten teacher that I enjoyed, but wasn't really a challenge maybe um, 
to really challenge myself and go for it, right? So I would say that was an area I, I wasn't good at uh, advising my children in. And I would tell parents, you know what, if you tell your children that, you know, if there's an area in life that you're not that good in, like, like tell them, sorry, like, I'd rather stay out of this one. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I, I haven't mastered that myself. Um, I try to be optimistic about it and support them, but I don't think I always succeeded at that, you know, yeah. because there's always the work, there, there is the money worry. It's, it's, sure. it's real and it's realistic. And listen, I'm from Germany, right? You've, <laughs> you've lived there, I right? Have. The yeah. land of the effective people, you know, I mean, they're, punctual they're, people, they're on to, you know, get things yeah. done. <laughs> exactly that's that's the country i come from right so to tell them you know what oh i'm going to chill for a bit i'm going to take a break i'm, I'm yeah. figuring out my inner world is is <laughs> not going to um i don't know maybe not going to be appreciated that much so no i'd say with my kid, uh, kids i probably didn't have that faith yet even yeah. now i have to admit i'm probably not 100 percent there right i still worry yeah. about them you know i still worry about but um I think they, they, they will figure it out, you know, Let yeah. them figure it out. I like that. You're very honest about it in a sense. You're like, well, yeah. I just, I, I'm not great at this myself. Yeah. I you won't. know, the vulnerability, I think sometimes parents feel like they have to be everything to their children. They have to know all these things. They have to be able to ingest all the knowledge that it means yeah. to be human Yeah. and then provide that when yeah. you yourself have a lot of flaws that, it, oh, you know, and don't your children bring them out. <laughs> yeah, yes. Children challenge you big time. It's like, man, I don't want to be this type of person. Why are you making me act like this? <laughs> I, I know. Especially the ones like like your daughter that yes. I, they are going to question you, right? You, you can't oh. just say, because I said so. They're oh, no. going to question your intentions and they're going to question <laughs> your, like, where are you coming from with this, right? Oh, yeah. yeah I think as parents, honesty is... Um, and I always felt that I think that's why I chose the job to be a kindergarten teacher. Mm. Um, I always felt uh, working with kids makes makes you work on yourself mm. because yes. I feel whenever you I think whenever you have a reoccurring problem with your children that you just can't figure out. Look at yourself. Yeah. There's something off, like either you're projecting uh, there's a belief you have certain expectations um, so I think as parents, yeah, we have to be very honest uh, uh, about where we are coming from. Again, yeah. Conscious Parenting is, is a great book. She, she talks about that um, in the book. Um, I would highly recommend it. I think that's uh, so important to be honest about your flaws as a parent. Yeah. Like I, for me, I think we're sharing. I think it's important to share, be honest. Like I'm not a very good play parent. Like some yeah. parents, I know they like to get down on the ground and they like to play yeah. all the silly games. That's not <laughs> me. Like, yeah. like I never like that. Like, yeah. I still don't like it. I'm just being honest. Like, I don't like it. And weird, my wife's not the same. She's the same way. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, no. But, oh, you know, your I poor like, child. <laughs> I know. I'm like, no, this is not good. But I like try. I'll try. But, you know, I tell them like this. This is just like I just it feels so unnatural for me. Yeah. You yeah, know, and, and, and how good would it be to tell to, to tell your daughter, sorry, it's not you. I love hanging out with you. Yeah. 
but for some reason it's just not my thing can we do something else you know yeah and every you know i'll try to do things but just like my my time span is very limited on how long i could it's just true it's like yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't i don't want to play barbies and stuff yeah. <laughs> i know i know <laughs> but some parents i know they yeah. love that stuff they're yeah. like little kids themselves. They like can do it for hours and hours and said, man, but see, then you get the comparison game. I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I not into that? Yeah. And they are. Well, there's yeah. things that I'm really good with my daughter at that they are not. Also, we're just, it's just yeah. different people, you know? Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And so I think it's as a parent, you know, you're teaching your kid to have a better sense of self, but it's like, What's the better sense of yourself as a parent? How do you develop that? Because you're imprinting on your child all the time. You know, yeah. there's, there's almost no greater power control relationship than a parent and a child on yeah. that. That the, the level of influence is so critically high from the parent to the child. It's, it's, it's often a wonder that it's parenting is often just kind of a free-for-all in many ways. There's, you uh, know, yeah. And, and that's exactly, I mean, I'm, uh, Dr. Shafali's book talks about that, um, that a lot of parents abuse the power mm. and a lot of parents, you know, kind of try to project on your children and try to, 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 to live vicariously through their children. Yeah. And that's a dangerous dynamic, right? And also yes. she questions the dynamic of, um, of kind of demanding obedience, um, you know, and, and, and not being willing to say sometimes, you know what, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing in this area, right? right. Like, 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 be, I mean, I still remember this vividly. My mother was, um, we were having a discussion. Um, I was maybe like 12, 13. And at the end of it, she said to me, you are right. She admitted it. Yeah. Right. She just said, you, you are right. I, I, I get that. And that was, I still remember that to this day. That was so important to me, you know, hmm. that, that she wasn't just saying, oh, no, you're a kid. I'm, I'm... <laughs> she said it, you know, and kids yeah. are very intuitive. I, I think they can feel when, when you're not authentic. Oh, my goodness. Completely. Right? Yeah. Completely. Especially kids like my daughter who are mm -hmm. very intuitive, very sensitive to other people's, they're very empathic. Yeah. So if you walk around a certain way, they call you out on it. Yeah. Oh, what's going on with you today? You know, yeah. it's like, whoa, what is this coming from? Like, how do you yeah. know this? You know, there's yeah. a, almost a higher level of being that some of these kids have. Yeah. That they tap into other people's feelings very quickly. Yeah. Uh, it keeps you on your toes. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> And I want to say, because you mentioned it, like being very empathic, like these days, um, that's also a lesson that's kind of, you can use my book to teach that lesson. Um, uh, these days, there's a lot of emphasis on empathy and kindness. Mm. Like you hear it constantly, right? As a parent, I think these days you almost yeah. have to include it in your goals. But I think it is very dangerous. Um, Christina Lopes, she's a spiritual teacher. Um, I heard her using the uh, impression uh, expression, a disempowered empath, hmm. because if you teach empaths, like say you, you, you gotta be nice. You, you gotta extend your empathy. You gotta extend your kindness. Then people can, can take advantage of them. Hmm. And there are people in this world. We need to acknowledge that also that will take advantage of empaths. 
And um, I think so. I think teach them empathy. Sure, of course. Right. But at the same time, teach them that, that they have the right to set boundaries. They have the right to protect, you know, their frame, their space, their inner self, their energy. You know, they have yeah. the right to say to people, it's, it's OK, for example, like with a book, it's OK. Or your daughter could say to you, like if you were having a grumpy day, say to you, you know, dad, it's so we all we all have done it, right? It's it's okay to have a grumpy day. I have empathy, but it is not okay to let it out on me. It is never okay. Yeah. That's that's the message I want. It's not okay. It's just I just had that conversation yesterday. (laughs) Did she tell you off? Yeah, it was like, you know, yeah, it was like, I tell her that she tells me that it's like, it's weird watching someone else grow up in front of you. And you're trying to like, like, I'm dealing with my own stuff. I'm trying to, you know, make myself as good as possible to be good for this other person. But then they call you out on your stuff. (laughs) It's like, like you're 10, you're calling me out on stuff. Yeah. But you know, set an example, like if if you, you, children learn uh, through our actions, right? Yes our actions will always trump our words. Because yes. if you're getting grumpy as a parent, say it, you know, <laughs> say, say, sorry, I'm really tired today. There's something on my mind yep. uh, and, and, and model to them what they can do, right? Like you, talk, you can talk about it, like tell them I'm going to talk to uh, whatever my wife or my partner about yeah. it. That'll make, I'm going to go for a walk. You know, I'm going to take a time out like model it to them, how, how they can deal with their emotions. Like instead of dumping it on other people, yeah, deal with them, you know? Right. These are all like skills. And as I talked about this yesterday, my guest I had yesterday on was like having good quality conversations, learning conflict resolution. Yeah. Uh, all these things are often not taught to you effectively. Exactly. They may be exactly. taught to you poorly. Yes. Maybe poorly, probably. Yes. yes. But effective conflict resolution or talking about your feelings. I think we forget like the whole aspect of feelings and everybody talking about their feelings. It's a fairly recent thing for a lot of parents. You know, if you look back in not that long ago, a lot of, especially males did not talk about their feelings to the children. You know, everybody knows about the past of dads who don't tell their kids that they love them. Oh, you should know. You should know. Like type, you know, we've, we've, we're trying to move away as a society from that type of behavior to a more loving feelings based thing. So we don't have a lot of experience as a society with the whole feelings aspect of parenting, you know, it's true. And, and I think there's dynamics that we allow, I mean, there's emotions on an individual level. And I do feel like you're saying we're getting better at that, you know, teaching, teaching kids how to express. But I also want to look at how we deal with with emotions on an interpersonal level. Right. Because I feel especially uh, with people that we are close to, uh, we sometimes make them responsible for our emotions. Right. Mm. It becomes this kind of mess where, where it's kind of intertwined. And somehow we accept this dynamic in in society you know what okay the bully okay of course the person that's that's being bullied is going to go out be a bully bully themselves right no that's not healthy right and i think teaching children very early on um your emotions are your responsibility my emotions are my responsibility you know sure i i I will help you you know like what do you need from me do you need a hug 
you know, should we talk about it? But you need to deal without it, like with it, like don't dump them on me, right? And don't make me responsible. We know that never works, right? For example, making other people responsible for your happiness. Yes. No yes. relationship can do that. You know, you are responsible for your emotions and, and, and let's teach kids that very early on. And, and, and other people dumping their negative emotions on you should never, ever, ever be acceptable. Yes, this goes back to the relational intelligence. I love that. I love that phrase for that. And yeah. so are there any other strategies for relational intelligence that you talk about in the book or that have worked pretty well for you? I mean, you have adult children. Now, yeah. one day I'm going to have an adult child. <laughs> like, we're all like speeding towards this like adulthood. Mm-hmm. And like, I hope I didn't do anything crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, listen, my lessons come from, unfortunately, uh, telling parents I've made these mistakes. I Mm. mean, I cannot go back. You know, I cannot go back and protect my children. Uh, And trust me, as a parent, it's it's a very, very hard thing to forgive yourself for. You Mm. know, I I, I think uh, realistically, I will never totally forgive myself for it, that I wasn't there for my children and I wasn't able to protect them um so i'm out here from from a standpoint of listen parents i've made these mistakes you know don't make them because it's it's very devastating for your children and um and and try to um try to teach them early you know to to stand up for themselves to have a strong voice Um, and i think what you said i think for girls it's especially important to have a strong voice Mm. Because we are still yes. taught to be the nice ones, the kind ones. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 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 bitchy if we stand up for ourselves. <laughs> and and like you said, for boys, I think it's very important to to let them know that they're expressing their emotions, being vulnerable, being crying, is not weak. No, you know, it's it's the opposite. Like like showing your emotions and crying in front of people is is a very strong thing to do. Actually, it's funny. My daughter gets on me about that too. Like I watch a movie and like I I start sapping, sobbing like on like I like like I'm very sentimental. Yeah. Like very. So she looks right at me and she's like, Dad, are you crying again at this movie? And I'm like, I just can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) But don't you think it's amazing for her to see? Yes. You know, because when she has a relationship, she has a boyfriend and, and, and he's upset. She's like. She's going to tell him, why don't you have a good cry, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I, don't, I was never like, that was never a thing that was instilled upon me that that was a bad thing. Yeah. You know? And it's not. It's, you know, it's, it's just crying. Like, just what's so crying. scary about it, you know? I know. It's just yeah. part of like the human package of emotions. I mean, it's exactly. like, why would you shut off something that was part of this portfolio of your emotions? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. And but unfortunately, like, we still have, you know, people are saying, oh, this is what it means to be this gender or this is what it means to be this gender instead yeah. of it's like let's teach good values of being a good human yeah. versus saying hey this is what it means to be a man or something yeah. you know yeah i think it's important i think those things we have to well i kind of call it the rat race of parenting right like it starts very quickly as soon as they start kindergarten right the pressure yeah. is on let's get things done let's let's show good marks you know and um to not get caught in, in, in that rat race and, and say, like you said, let's, let's look at the other life skills too. Let's not forget about them. 
Yeah, we can't forget it. I mean, I just think there's a huge emphasis, hopefully growing on just the things you need to know how to be effective in this world. Yeah. And often, like, I think they're like things are just not taught. Like when I was in high school, I took uh, home economics, which for anybody who's listening, who's very young, that's cooking. (laughs) What is that? Yeah. You learn how to cook. And I learned how to cook when I was 17. I like everything. Cause that's what we did in those classes. I cooked Thanksgiving dinner. I was yeah. cooking like low, I was cooking everything. They taught you that there's a kitchen in the school just for learning how to cook. And I use that all the time in my yeah. life. And yeah. Like, Isn't that the one that you use like almost the like most, every day, know? almost yeah. like, why don't we, but see, I feel like we, we're getting rid of those things in schools. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then it's yeah. like, okay, the parents, your job to teach your child how to cook or in this age we're in, just get Uber Eats or get DoorDash. Just let somebody bring it to you. It's like, okay, life can't get so easy. We do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I also think, I mean, you were saying teach them to be effective, but I also think, think I mean, if I think back to when I was picking my job and my career, it was much more matter of factly, right? You just pick something, you, you make a decent living. Yeah. I th- but I think we're shifting more and more to that kids want to have a purposeful life. Yes. You know, they're, mm. they're, they're aiming, I think they're aiming a little higher than, than, <laughs> than, than we did. And well, higher, I don't know if that's the right expression. <laughs> but, um, and I think we have to help them with that transition as well, right? Okay, what is a purposeful life, right? Yeah. Like, like we said, if, if, if you have the joy and the excitement and you find something that has purpose, aren't you going to have a happy life, you know? Yeah, it's actually, I, I had a lady on here who has a, um, like a social audio speed dating app. So you can't see each other. It's all oh. like just voices called Blink. Interesting. It's, com- it's coming out. It's not out yet. It's in beta mode, but uh, it's very interesting in the sense that, you know, how people develop relationships now or yeah. what they want out of relationships now versus what say the 1950s yeah. uh, population wanted at that time. And I think in all aspects, people now are looking more for purpose, for relevance, for this kind of higher plane of existence yeah. Yeah. for that, and which, yeah. is fu- which is interesting because then the parents of those children didn't think about that probably. No. So how do you connect those dots for your child of like that wasn't your thing (laughs) i know it's a transition i think it really is a transition right i mean listen don't get me started on dating i had to go back to dating at the age of 55 oh okay wait a minute what's that like (laughs) oh i know that's a whole other discussion that's a whole nother show i mean it's like oh my goodness no it's not too bad but it has some surprises you know <laughs> so, so, um, it's definitely surprising i'm sure <laughs> let's call it let's call it that right so yeah. um but what do people yeah, want think... out of things is different these days than maybe what they used to want and what your kids yeah. may want out of a relationship yeah. may be different than what you did back in the day you yeah know? yeah and there's other aspects like for example a lot of uh, my daughter doesn't want to have kids, right? She doesn't want to bring kids mm. into this world. And I yeah. hear that more and more. It's, it's, it's a sad yes. fact. Yes. We didn't have to think about that. Yeah. You know, but this generation does think about that. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's, I think, connected to a lot of things in life. But yeah, that is, there's actually a lot of research on that, that less people, kind of millennial age group, or Gen Z, they, they don't want children. Um, 
yeah. a lot of women, but also the, I think there's, there's other factors like, um, you know, when you take a certain population of people and they're no longer essentially forced to just be a yeah. uh, childbearing population and they want other things, you're going to have a smaller um, pool of people. Yeah. And across the planet, there's a, there's a great book. I can't remember the name of it, but it talks about how um, more and more societies are having less children. Yeah. It's like used to be, I think in the 1960s, like the average family size for children was like, like three to five. Yeah. And now I think it's roughly close to two or 1.5 for yeah. that. Um, and, and women are leading that way. They, they don't want to have as, I mean, that's a whole other thing, but anyways, like it's yeah, different, like <laughs> yes. your daughter doesn't want to have kids. Right. And that's, yeah. I've heard that a lot. So it's like, yeah. how do you manage that as a parent talking about it and not try to tell your kid, what are you doing? Why yeah. are you thinking that? I mean, people are different. Everybody has different things they want in life, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, we have to give our children that space. You know what? Yeah. It's, 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 it's their life. It's their decision and listen to them and um you know give them that space to 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 be themselves and to stay on their path you know yeah do your kids ever talk to you about your past do you ever have these kind of deep conversations about like you said there's some things you regret do you have those conversations oh yeah oh yeah all the time yeah. all the time <laughs> well not all the time like we're like we've we, we, we've in certain ways dealt with it uh Listen, to tell you the truth, I was a person who didn't grow up with, I grew up in a household where we didn't talk a lot about emotions, you yeah. know, and, and I think I was a little bit emotionally, for the longest time, I thought I'm not an emotional person, mm. where in fact, I'm a very emotional person, right? I just has just shut them down, but, 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 but uh, guiding my kids through their childhood, um, I had to be emotional, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and I had to talk about that stuff. Oh yeah, we've talked about it all. You know, I've apologized to them. I've- Really? Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah. You realize <laughs> that's not normal, right? I don't, that's parents, a lot of parents don't have the guts to do that because no, you think I, I'm the parent. Yeah. I you know what's right. And I shouldn't have to apologize to my children. Like I know a lot of people who have done wrong by their adult children. They would never think of apologizing. Ever yeah, yeah. and, and I, I don't think that's a good space to be in. I agree. You know? It's not a good space to be in because because we're humans, you know, <laughs> who are we to to dictate to our children? I mean, we do it in a, of course, we kind of pass our beliefs onto them. But um, well, I think that comes from, like I said, from my mother. My mother was not the um, like I said, she would say like, you're right. Right. But at the same time, like we always had to respect her. Right. So it's, yeah. it, it doesn't mean your children won't respect you. Like I would have never, ever disrespected my mother, but I was allowed to joke around with her. Yeah. You know, I, we, we, we had talks. Oh yeah. I've had those talks with my children. Like, um, and I, in a way I was forced to, right. Cause I also mm. had to, I had to validate their feelings otherwise they would have totally gone under right if, if i mm. also had said no you can't feel that like this is not right you know and i think children are amazing and i'm so grateful that my children did that oh this makes me emotional again yeah. um they will they they will stand by you you know mm. they, they saw my weaknesses mm. uh, but they also saw that i was trying they saw that i was coming from an honest place they just saw that I wasn't there yet, 
You know, there's certain yeah. life skills that I hadn't acquired, but your children are will be so forgiving with you, you know, as long as you're like, be honest with them, like be vulnerable. It's fine. You're not going yeah. to lose your power. Right. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> like, that means, right? Yeah. Like... <laughs> and some children, listen, my daughter was like, my daughter was, oh my God, she cannot be controlled. You know what? <laughs> everything, everything had to make sense. Yes. But that was fine with me. Because isn't yeah. that a good attitude? Like, do you want right. to have a child that you say, okay, because I say so, just do it? Yeah. <laughs> is, is that the child you want to raise? Or you want to have a child like, you know, my daughter and your daughter that are going to say, you know what, dad, I'm going to question you on this. It's like all the time, though. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and if, if you have a good explanation and, uh, and, and you know what you're doing, they're going to say, oh, OK, I get it. Yeah. Right. It, but if, so if you're if you're off somehow, they want to catch you like they're going yeah. to tell you, you know, it's a, it's challenging with a child like that, because it's like sometimes you just want them to be like, OK, I'll do it. You know, because yep. you're tired sometimes. You're like, listen, I just, I'm tired. I don't want to deal with this right now. You know, yeah, but like... I, you know what the trick is? I discovered the trick. Okay, give me the trick. The trick is, um, I had it sometimes with my daughter. Let's say she wasn't in her teenage years. She wasn't, she was wearing stuff that was, in my opinion, a little too revealing. Yeah. You know, don't make it a power struggle. Like, don't say, okay, this is, this is not appropriate. Just say, listen, do it for me. I know you like to. <laughs> dress like this it works like don't make it a power struggle right <laughs> do it for me <laughs> yeah i would tell her like oh listen i don't i don't feel quite comfortable going out with you can you can i just please ask you a favor just for me like it's not it's, it's not a, a societal issue you know you're you're not do it for me and she would do it she would like sure mom i'll do it for you wow that's a oh, nice i, know. I, I mean <laughs> All the audience listening if you have stories like that i'd love to hear that i mean i hadn't heard of that one <laughs> yeah, don't, don't make it don't make it a power struggle, you know, don't make it turn it into a fundamental discussion of right or wrong. Just say, <laughs> you know what? Uh, it's my opinion. I would feel better. Just do it for me, you know. Just do it for me. Come on, help me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, try it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try that in the future. I'm sure we'll be crossing that bridge. Yeah, do it. I'll as we say, come you know, into that. It's yeah. parenting's hard, you know, and then it's yeah. it's hard enough with the daily grind of yeah. keeping this person on a on a path. Yeah. And moving forward. And then all of the stuff that happens along the way. I mean, I'm yeah. 10 years in, but you're, you know, your children are adults now. And yeah. I'm curious, how do you see their relationships with other people based off of how, you know, the things you've been talking to me? So like, how do they handle relationships now that they're adults um, and they're um, doing all this work? They're affected. They're definitely affected. Uh, my daughter has borderline personality disorder. Um, um, my son is more on the like OCD kind of kind of side of things. He's a little withdrawn, I would say. Um, you know what? It's kind of they have their struggles. You know, like 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 mental health. But the way I see it is is like somebody who who broke their leg. They're always going to be extra careful or a little bit more careful with that leg, right? So my children will always have to be uh, uh, very concerned about their mental health. You know, they they will always have to be look out for themselves and 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 look after that part, right? But uh, people that 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 have mental health issues can still have fulfilling and and happy lives, right? They just have to make sure 
that they find that balance, right? And and they have to do that inner work. It's it's hard, you know. My daughter said it was very hard at time, but I think it's 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 better to face those issues, you know, than and and yeah. and and, fi- and try to find a balanced life. But but that's what and that's why I wrote the book. Like in my children's case, uh, it did affect them very much. Yeah. Um, as we have like lots of different people in here at this point, just kind of going back a little bit about the inner work. So let's go over some, you know, maybe some quick strategies that people can do um, for inner work, especially parents to children that they can do to help their children grow internally, and then kind of help fill out the external things to have in their life. Yeah, I would say buy the book. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buy the book. Buy the book, read it to your young kids, uh, kindergarten age often. And maybe I can give your listeners some homework. Um, I would say, you know, find some time, like just 20 minutes, like make yourself like a nice cup of tea or coffee, pour yourself a stiff drink, whatever yeah, you yeah. need, right? And, and sit down and think about what are your beliefs, mm. really? Like, what are your beliefs about what is happiness to you what is a successful life to you uh, your beliefs about relationships do you think people can be trusted do you think they have to be hurt your beliefs about you know how the universe works kind of like do you feel life has to be tough life has to be struggle do you feel life can be joyful if we just follow our own paths right so i would i would tell people sit down you know take like 20 minutes and really think about it like, like, what are your beliefs? What are, what are the ones you want to teach your children? Uh, or even for yourself, what are the ones you want to keep for yourself? What are the ones that you have acquired? I mean, it's called shadow work, right? What are the ones that you have acquired throughout your life that are not useful? Um, again, Dr. Shivali talks about that in her book. She says, some CEO running a successful company, he wouldn't just say, oh, I want to run a successful company he would have detailed plans, right? Like, like, what is my goal? How am I going to get there? And I think with parenting, sometimes we say, I would have said that. Yeah, I want my kids to be happy. Yeah. But what does it mean what does that to mean? me? Yeah, and, and, and what do I have to teach them to be happy? And, and, and what's the kind of space and, 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 and home I have to give them for them to be happy, you know? That is a fantastic exercise to do. Yeah, um, probably so. one that most of the audience uh, hasn't done, <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, uh, these are type I yesterday I was giving out some exercises to do. Yeah, actually, uh, sim- kind of similar to that. Um, and it's staggering. Like I said, I wish there was kind of a raise your hand function on this. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, Who's like, have it? you done this or not type of thing? But like, I'd be love to know from the live audience. So it's getting close to 100 people at this point. It's like, hey, how many of you have done an exercise like that? Yeah. And I said yesterday for the exercise that I was talking about was like, I get, I bet the percentage is like 1% or below of these things. Cause how in a world, especially in today's world, you're inundated with screen time and all this stuff. Yeah. When do you sit down and write something like that out? Yeah. You know, yeah. Where you say, what are my beliefs about this or that? What are my beliefs about parenting? Yeah. Right. Think about it. As yeah. Everybody who's a parent out there, whether you're an expecting parent, whether you are a parent, have you ever actually 
said that? Did you even think about that before you had a kid? Like, what are my beliefs about being a parent? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Probably yeah. didn't do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the end goal, right? What's what the is end the goal? end goal? Yeah. Of, of, of my parenting, right? Because my, my, my goals now looking back would have changed. Like I said, they would have changed to um, trying to preserve their joy and their enthusiasm, right? And, and mm. trying to keep them on their, on their path instead of the external stuff. Most definitely. Uh, so, Marita, I want you to talk a little bit about your book, where people can get it. Uh, the whole shebang, how people could contact you, social, all this stuff. It's amazing stuff and a great conversation. People yeah. can go out there and support you. Yeah, the book is Little Rabbit and the Grumpy Poos. It is available on Amazon. And my website is maritanizam.ca. You can pretty much find everything. Uh, on the website, I also have uh, some videos that, that uh, dive a little bit deeper into the lessons you can draw from the book. And um, I think the lessons are good, even sometimes for grownups, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely frankly, for grownups. Frankly. <laughs> are you kidding me? It's probably more for the grownups than it is the kids. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> you know, I mean, kids need to learn, but adults definitely need to learn. Yeah. That yeah. stuff. I mean, I know as a, as a parent myself, there have been many times that I feel like I haven't been as good of a parent as I want to be. Yeah. And I know that. I definitely know that. And I'd like to admit that. Because yeah. there's so much power in admitting your flaws as a parent versus thinking you have to be super parent all the time, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and we can only teach what we know, you know, if, if, if you don't know how to be, how to love yourself, how to be a joyful person. Yeah. It'll be hard. You can't teach your children that. If you don't have joy, how do you teach joy to someone else? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're going to look at you, right? There's like, okay. I see words coming out of your mouth, right? But your daily actions like are not are not supporting that. So yeah, definitely right. I think think having kids should should encourage us to do our inner work, you know. Most definitely. Well, Marita, this has been awesome. Been yeah, really I enjoyed cool. it very Just much. Easy conversation about some hard stuff, actually. Yeah. yeah. You know, so thank you for being on. We'll definitely be in touch. I'm actually gonna keep this thing rolling on. The wisdom app after afterwards some questions and stuff i know you're probably pretty busy whole deal got things to do but i'm gonna let you off the hook right now okay okay <laughs> i will be in touch and uh i'll let you know when this comes out okay thank you so much for having me you got it thanks